0: Oh yes, this is the Hardcore Marketing Show. Happy New Year. My name is Casey Cheshire, your host for this epic journey. And today's show has a sponsor, what? These guys are named Cheshire Impact, awesome team. Work with Pardot, Salesforce. Really wanna help you maximize your use of marketing automation. Love them, CheshireImpact.com, bam. Now, my guest today is special. My guest today, I'm so excited to chat with her because guess what? She is the power that keeps this thing running. She is the producer of the show. The producer, yes, that's right, of the Hardcore Marketing Show, Liz Costa. Welcome.
1: Hey, Casey. Man, what an intro. You always talk about everyone else's awesome intros. It's cool to have one of my own.
0: I know, I know, but I honestly could have talked for a lot longer about you, your accolades. I could have listed out your LinkedIn profile. I didn't want to make you nervous. I mean, you know, we had to twist enough arms to get you on here. So I'm glad you're here though. Thank you for joining.
1: Yeah. Thank you for having me. This is going to be fun.
0: A hundred percent. And I think eventually people will be like, Enough with Casey, more Liz. You know, I think <laughs> it's inevitable. It's like it's like humans have brought in AI to take them over. I brought you in. Who knows what happens from here? But this Who is knows? exciting, right? So what happened? We're like, okay, we need need to throw an episode in here. It's the first of the year and well, not the first of the year, but like new year, and you don't really want to get guests, you know, on the phone on Christmas or New Year's. That might be fun, but I think it might. There might be a little slurry of words and all well, that.
1: Not to mention difficult. I mean, everyone's traveling, they're all True. like, Hey, can we do this uh after the first of the year? And it's kinda like, Okay, great, you know. Yeah. So hey, people like to travel and it's good for them. But this is why we're here. We get right. To do it now.
0: Right. It's so our turn. Like, yes, this is this is our this is your turn. So <laughs> We've had all these, these, these guests with all their stories and their books and all the things to talk about. What I want to do on this special episode, this is a special episode. If you're listening to this now, this is special. So, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about 2018, all the different episodes we had, some of our favorites. And if you're just joining us now, maybe you'll he- learn something, some people you want to check out later. Um, so, I want to share my favorites. Liz, I want to hear your favorites. Um, you know, and then talk about that. And then I want to talk about 2019. And like what we've got planned, because I know there's different things I want to hear what you want to you know, what kind of people you, we, you think we should talk to. I, I've got some cool ideas I want to talk about for 2019 the different guests I want to have on some of the missions I want to drive toward. And then after that, I know you've got some questions prepared for me. I do a little nervous over (laughs) here. You know what kind of? It's time
1: to interview you, Casey. At least for a little bit. You're always interviewing everybody else.
0: (laughs) Seriously, somebody asked me a question for once. So we're gonna do that, and then after that, I'm gonna turn the tables on you and ask you a little bit about you because you also are a marketer and you've been doing a lot of things, especially with producing this show. It's amazing. Thank you for doing this too. I mean, without you, none of this would be possible. People would not be hearing this right now, um, or it would be really scratchy. Like, hello, this is just a hardcore market. Like, it just wouldn't work. So, thank you. Well, it's
1: been a lot of fun. I mean, I'm learning so much doing this podcast, and it's always been kind of a desire for me to do this kind of stuff. Yeah. And um, so when you approached me with the opportunity to be a producer for this show, I was like, sure, let's do it.
0: Let's so do it. I've
1: learned a lot about just producing and even marketing in general, which is awesome because that's what I do also. So it's right. all stuff that I get to learn on a daily basis. So that, thank you really for cool. the opportunity.
0: Well, you're welcome. Or uh, what does is, what is, uh, Chick-fil-A say? My pleasure. There you go. My pleasure. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk 2018. Um, and I know when, when did you, you joined about three months in, I think, or uh,
1: around May, in? I think it was. Around yeah. So. May. Okay.
0: Like five months Jeez. into the it's, show. It's, it's, time flies, huh? Can you imagine how many <laughs> shows that you've been? In? So what kind of shows have been your favorites? I want to, I want to hear your favorites first or throwing out some of the ones I remember.
1: Oh, man. Well, I mean, we've talked about this before, but like I really liked the ones. uh, Jason McDonald was hilarious. Mm -hmm. I thought he had a lot of funny, cool things to say about even the stuff that he's written, his books that he's published. um, I thought that Parma Lee was also great, too.
0: Hold on. Jason first. Jason. Jumping ahead of you here. Jason is hilarious. Like if there (laughs) is one person I would say that is funnier than me, and I'm sure the list is long, but he's really funny. I don't know if that comes yeah. across in the interviews, but I enjoy just talking to him. He is, he's ridiculous. And he like, he throws down, I think he was crushing myths left and right on the last show about, uh, you know, the, the second show we had him on it was, he, he was like, look, life's not fair. Stop yeah. whining. And I was like, hell yeah. yeah. I love
1: that. That was like myth number one. He's like, I'm smashing this one. <laughs> He's yeah. Like, Life is not fair. Get used to it. Learn to work with it and make it work for you. Right. Um, and he also chatted a lot about um, the whole Amazon versus um, Google.
0: And oh, yeah. I
1: really looked at you know, things from that perspective. Like I always thought Amazon was a shopping site, right. not a search engine. Right. And so he really like blasted that one in that, you know, Google's really, or Amazon is really giving Google a run for its money because they're right. they're doing it really they, well. They
0: snuck up on of- them. If you think about it, yeah. would you rather be the site people go to like funny cat pics or I want to buy socks? Like mm-hmm. whenever someone's like, I want to buy, Google can get more money from those clicks. Well, if you're the friggin' buying site, that's like ideal. So right? Amazon has all the best traffic. Like if I want to buy something, I don't go, let me go to Google. And see. I'm like, no, let me go to Amazon, see what I got for prices. I know prime item will probably be the best price. I'll get free shipping on it. I don't go, I don't Google that anymore. I go right yeah. to Amazon. So sneaky, sneaky. I, he- I hear Jeff Bezos is the richest guy in the world now.
1: Doesn't surprise me. Oh Dang. my gosh. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just crazy how Amazon has grown. Like he said, they started with books and now they're into music. Now they're into movies. Now they're into the subscription services. You know, I mean, they're, they're right. huge now. And I mean, I go to Amazon before I go to Google for some things too. I mean, cause you're right there. And for a marketer, like he was saying too, um, for a business, like that's where you people are already looking for your product. Why yeah. just skip the middleman? Skip Google. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's so useful. You want to still be on all of that. Totally. But um, just Amazon is like a giant. I thought yeah. that was really fascinating.
0: Yeah, it's it's crazy to think about it. It's cool that you know Jason. You know he goes by Jason McDonald. But I, I the, the second show I actually. Realize he's actually a he's got a PhD. So I was like, Doctor Jason McDonald, <laughs> and but he's so unassuming, such a nice guy. I wasn't you know like he could be way hotter than he is. Like he could he could be like you know I'm everything but he he isn't he's just like hey i wrote some books yeah he's written like eight books
1: i know so many on so many different topics too i know know everything from social media to and all the platforms i mean he knows so much about all the social media platforms so i mean if i wanted to learn more about them i'd go right to his stuff
0: totally so and in workbooks too so it's like all about getting stuff done not just like theory and all that but it's like get stuff done
1: right right? Make it work for you. Do it right. You know, yeah. and pick the right platforms too. Cause he was even totally. talking about like, especially Facebook and in his last, the most recent episode, you know, how Facebook was this huge, huge thing. That, and now they're really kind of struggling in the PR world because of all of the, yeah. the publicity that they're forced through. And, and a lot of people are running to other platforms, um, and you know, to use for their marketing purposes.
0: Totally. So that was Jason McDonald. Yeah. Learned a ton from him. He is <laughs> like anything social media, you know, future sense. He's, yeah, he's it. It's like amazing. So that he's two episodes. You just search for Jason McDonald on hardcore marketing.com or even probably in your stitcher app. If you did like, um, hardcore and then you did like Jason McDonald, no oh, hardcore Jason McDonald. Um, he'll pop up or you can do it on YouTube as well. Cause we did that. Okay. Who else you, you Parmely, I think he's who you said next.
1: Yep. Yep. I thought Parmalee was really good. Her most recent episode too. I mean, we talked about that as well a while back. Um, Just her stories of in like a down economy, you know, preparing your marketing plan, preparing your business to run and to still stay on top during the the highs and the lows. Because we all know, you know, things could be going great, but we never know when a downturn will be, but it could be around the corner. And I think we all have a sense of that, yeah. but it's a question of like, how do we set ourselves up to be ready for when those things happen? And I thought she had a lot of good insight on preparing your business or pre- preparing your marketing plan for thriving in right. a downturn or, or some form of a s- small collapse, if not a big collapse.
0: Right. Timing the market. And you know, it's interesting, her first First episode, the one we did with her first, was all about understanding your buyers, buyer research, win loss. I think we're going to talk to you. I think it's is Ellen, coming up, the Mm -hmm. author of Win Loss soon. So that's exciting. That's going to be fun. Uh, But so learned a lot from Parmely that first episode, all about understanding your buyer. Talk to the ones that did buy from you. Also talk to the ones that didn't buy from you and and then i think what she has is the magic that weaves together like how what actions do you take from that and understanding your buyer so i learned a lot and then i was like we got to talk again because she hinted at planning and understanding the future but i got to tell you that one that you mentioned that second episode it like blew my mind and i felt like um i felt kind of dumb talking to her because it like harvard business school and she was throwing out all the, the ability to look at the economy and in a downturn go for it. Like she was just,
1: yeah. Like, like, don't let it stop yeah. you. You know, yeah. pr- if you, if you set yourself up right and if you properly plan, you're going to be okay,
0: right. you know,
1: or, or, or don't let that be the reason why you're not going to be able to continue to move forward.
0: Right. But I thought it was
1: cool. One of the things you mentioned actually just now was about the, the, um, testing, you know, yeah, testing yeah. fire, doing all the questionnaires yep. and stuff. And one I, from that episode, her very first one, I remember her saying, um, have a profile of your competitors do you remember that? Like have like a, um, a card that lists some yeah. of the what people are saying about them.
0: Battle card, right?
1: Yes. Yeah. That's what it was yeah. called. Battle card.
0: Yeah. One of the ones I was thinking of too was Samantha Stone. Yep. In a lot of these ones.
1: Unleashed, possible, right?
0: Yes. Yep. Yes. That's the book. It's over here somewhere in my, my bookshelf. <laughs> but yeah, no, actually, no, it's not. It's like in my car next to my bed. Anyways, I like, that's one of those books I'm actually reading because it, simplifies all the core concepts of marketing that you got to do um great book it's written with like case studies and everything so anyway samantha stone so much fun to talk to like it makes my job interviewing people so easy it's like she it's basically her show and i'm just along for the ride i'm just kind of like holding on like go for it and she just rolls with it and so many ideas and so much energy.
1: Her to- enthusiasm is crazy. Oh, God. She's just yeah. got so much of that energy. And yeah, you had her on twice. We had I did, her on a yeah. of times. It's funny because a lot of the guests we have, and I, I love this about the guests, is most of them have published something. So my reading right. list is like... So um, long now. I, I'm like, oh, they have this book out? Okay. It goes right on my list. Right. And it made me think of um, Mira. Do you remember Mira? Oh, uh, one hour content plan.
0: Yeah, from um, Singapore.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hers was really cool. I mean, the fact that the whole concept of, of uh, coming up with a plan in an hour, a right. content plan, you know? I mean, it's, um, it's just getting that prep and that planning done right, doing it right is I think what most of these people, a lot of the guests have said, is making yeah. sure you have the right plan in place.
0: And I think if you do that, then everything else falls into place. So, Mira was awesome. And you know what? We didn't, like, we talked just like this. And in Singapore, I think it was like 12 hours different. Yeah. So, it was like, I don't know, like 9 or 10 p.m. She's drinking her coffee, staying awake. Um, but it was amazing to talk to someone in Singapore. I didn't even realize that she was in Singapore when I was like, oh, this person made be great. I just saw it pop up when talk about Amazon, Amazon, I was looking at the different stuff and also recommended one hour content plan. I was like, if somebody can nail a content plan in one hour, they can simplify something so complex. I got to talk to them. So I was, we were chatting and you're like, and you got her on the show. There she is. And I didn't even realize she was in Singapore, but it worked, you know, like technology is amazing.
1: It really is. I mean, you've connected with people all over the world. I mean, you've had people from Canada. You yep. had Tal. Tal was over in Israel, I
0: think. Yeah, at the time, he was. Right? Oh, he was super cool. Like, so he was like Israeli army, I think. Um, and uh, so we both made fun of the Air Force together.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and um, he had emigrated, right? He had emigrated from Russia. Wasn't he born in Russia? Right,
0: right. He was born in Russia. It, tough story. Like, <gasps> he got to Israel with nothing. Yep. And his parents did not, you know, nothing. And, and he learned to s- sell seashells and s- sculptures on the beach and really hustled. And, and you know what? It shows he's got a great sense for people, but it was a lot of fun. He kept it real. You know, that's, I think I like that the most with the guests that come on here. And they're not, I mean, even if they're pitching something, they're just themselves, you know, um, not trying to be someone that they're not just come on here and just teach people, you know, I think that's the best, those are the best guests when they're just passionate about what they say. And then, you know, the time just flies because they're just telling me stuff. I'm writing it down on paper over here and it just goes. (laughs) They're just sharing all
1: of their knowledge, you know, their experience over the years. And the cool thing is, is like a lot of them, many of the guests have been um, business owners, entrepreneurs. True. They all have fantastic stories of how they've really, really worked extremely hard to get where they're at. And they put in significant effort. Right. Um, Another one you mentioned, or we were talking about was um, um, Carlos Hidalgo. (laughs)
0: Haha, <laughs> I was just gonna say him. Yeah, that's funny.
1: How you know how he he was working? He worked really really hard too. And um, yeah, you know he's even got his his charities on this his um nonprofit on the side.
0: It's, it's true. Uganda. I think it's uh, Uganda. Is that it? Yeah, yeah.
1: that's where it's over. And yep.
0: You know what the backstri- back story? with him is he was like a former competitor. His his agency we didn't directly compete, but he built this gigantic agency, and I think he mostly played the Marketo space. Um, but I definitely. Remember seeing them, at least in thought leadership on LinkedIn, and being like, "Wow, these guys, these guys have it put together." And I don't say intimidated, but when when we got him to speak on here, I was like super honored. And it was like talking to myself in ten years. I don't know if I could say that, but like I felt like I was talking to someone more experienced, but in a similar back. So I felt like. I, everything that he said, I could understand. It was almost like a sensei, like a karate. I was just like, Oh, like put your hand here instead of here. Got it, got it, got it. And so I was just an honor to talk to him. But what's really cool is after he got out, he made that transition to helping really helping people execute. But I loved his focus on change management that we can have all these ideas, but if we don't involve other people, we don't really approach this from it's it's organizational change. Nobody likes change. People are going to resist this, but if you really want to get stuff done, approach it strategically, and yeah, you know, and kind of get people involved. And all the different tips you mentioned, like that's really important. So if you if you write a book on that, that'll be like a definitely one to get.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Anyone else stand out? I, uh, Michelle Evans was another one. Um, love chatting with her just, you know, sometimes the energy, like her energy was more than my energy and it was awesome. I was just like standing back there getting a Care Bear stare. Yeah, she was,
1: she was, what'd you call it that? The high priestess of funnels. <laughs> yeah, I right? did call her that.
0: She did I, have uh, a lot I of nominated energy. nominated her as the yeah. high priestess.
1: <laughs> she, you dubbed her. She I was... dubbed her,
0: yes. <laughs> and yeah, there was you... also, um. Go ahead.
1: The media maven. Oh, were... Christina Nicholson.
0: There it is. Uh-huh.
1: I thought hers was extremely fascinating too, because yeah. I don't think too much along the PR side of things and how you can use PR for your benefit uh, and how important it is in getting your name out there, getting your message out there, uh, reaching people.
0: What about uh, Cossum?
1: Oh, he was really cool. Yeah. He had a lot of cool things to, to talk about. And the fact that he was, what was he, an, an actor too? He had done some acting on the side. He had a really oh, cool backstory.
0: I love the backstories. You know, <gasps> I think Jason, he wrote plays or like he was in theater, big into theater like I was. So, you know, for better or worse, we geeked out on theater for hours or felt like it.
1: Yeah. I, I think that that, I find that, I mean, I love everything that they talk about. I think their knowledge is just, it's awesome to learn from them. But then whenever, you know, you get to that point of like, so who are you? You know, and that's when I'm kind of like, yes, I want to hear about these people and, right. and what's their story. And, and I just, I love that part of it too. That's awesome. like my favorite part of the show as well. Every little time. Cause I'm we, like,
0: we're going to have that later too. We're going to have <laughs> that for this show too. We'll I'm have, have our own. Who
1: are you section? That. I'm
0: going to ask you that later on, but uh, Brian Massey, he wore his lab coat, and yes. one of the funniest moments was then I was like, "Man, you got this thing nailed." He's like, "Well, you know, study show, you know, if you wear a lab coat, people believe you sixty percent more than they did when you didn't wear one." I was like, "No shit!" So, and then, but then I'm like, "Cheers, man!" And I cheers him coffee, and he picks up a beaker, it, and, and, I, and I think it, I don't know if it it didn't get caught in the video on YouTube because I was talking. Dang it! Shut up, Casey! Because he cheered that's right it cut to you the video cut to you like a lab beaker with coffee in it and I was like no shit you're you're just a hundred percent you're like you're doing all the things you got a lab coat you're drinking coffee out of a beaker but some of the things that he said I mean even went into a lot of it went into the book on terms of um understanding conversion I mean, he's the conversion scientist so it was like school was in session for him on that one I'm
1: Oh, yeah, so much, so much information there.
0: <laughs> I feel like I could just go down through like all the shows. I mean, JP, I mean, with Jason on a million times, Tao, we already mentioned. Um, and then the folks from the Chesh, Team Chesh, I mean, with Jennifer, Susan, um, you know, Andrew was on. you had. It was It was so cool because you work with people, but you don't necessarily get a chance to understand who they are and what experiences, how they led to, you know, how they got to. Yeah, now.
1: Jennifer's story was really fascinating. Her backstory, again, going back to the backstory. Yeah, you remember like, that one. I, I loved hers. And and she told the story about going to India, right? Yes.
0: Yep. When, she,
1: when she went over there for a trip and um, it was a business, but it had something to do with, with what she was doing, business or something like that. And um, yeah. You know, they got her, she got out of the airport and like the guy was right there and he like put her right in the taxi and then he just like took off and she's like, I don't know what's going on, but I'm just going along with it.
0: Right. Fingers crossed. And
1: and I just, I loved that spirit of hers is that like, um, you know, I'm going to do it and I'm just, I don't, may not know what it can hold for me, but I'm just going to try it out and see. Right. And, um, you know, she said she'd gone on a cross country trip and all of that. I mean, it's just like making that effort, just, just. Doing new things and not being afraid—it's like that yeah. fearless uh, action.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. She just kind of like rolled with it, you know. Which I, I and I when I first met her at Dreamforce too, that was how she was too. It's like, cool, this is what's happening. All right, let's let's do it. Let's make the best out of this. It's not even like lemons out of lemonade or lemonade out of lemons. It's like, okay, it's raining coconuts, so let's make piña coladas. Like, it just sort of she like that's part of her personality. But you could see in her story where it was like. You know, let's try this out. Yeah, that worked out. Some of it didn't. Let's try this other thing out. And she always adjusting and adapting. It's cool, yeah. cool to hear about that. I
1: found that particularly inspiring, personally. Oh and yeah. I think that's, I, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cool. I mean, cool. it's it's um, it's cool to hear about people who really don't let things hold them back. You know, they're they're mm-hmm. fearless, and um, so kudos to Jennifer.
0: <laughs> yeah, kudos to her for sure. Um, do you were you around for the episode with Joe?
1: joe applebaum yeah oh
0: yeah oh (laughs)
1: mojovation
0: mojo oh see you remember that part yeah like yeah i mean i've taken some classes from him um he does some cool goal setting classes which if anyone listening you know definitely hit him up on on uh, facebook and whatnot joe apple sorry go
1: ahead no
0: no i was just gonna say like he helps you learn and figure out how to do some goal setting
1: He's got great tweets too. I follow him on Twitter. Oh, cool. Now. And every time I see his tweet come up, I like it or share it because it, it is inspiring. It's very motivating. And even his backstory too. I mean, he just was like, he made these life decisions and he's moving forward with it. And I love that he can use that to inspire other people. And that's right. what he does. Like, that's his passion. And he does it through marketing and he does it through his business. And um, like, that's his brand, which was really, really cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that was cool, Do and his remember? energy
1: was just fantastic.
0: Oh, for sure, he he's crazy. He, he's so crazy, and he's got this big old beard. And I mean, he probably lost like I don't know, fifty plus pounds in the last couple of years. Just running around New York City doing his thing. He's got a digital agency. Uh, people that need leads, he's a great place to check out. Um, but yeah, he was he was awesome. Um, Tom Gerace. I know we're kind of going back and back, and at some point. It'll be before your time, but do you remember Tom? Grace. founder Skyward. He and was before me. Was he? Okay, so we yep. found that point in time. Well, he—it's worth checking out because he—he he created Skyward. It's like a content marketing platform where you can get articles created for what you need. Really cool. But there's this one moment where halfway through, we were talking about storytelling, and the importance of storytelling creates content that people actually want to see. Unique, valuable content comes from storytelling and he actually does this program where he he works with a hollywood showrunner and they talk about how to actually create stories that catch people's attention and plots and ups and downs and conflict and how that all it's helpful because that helps you shape you know shape your marketing well anyways halfway through he shared this story about how um i think someone someone mentioned this to him or inspired him and he actually went and sat down with his father and shared everything, like, about how he felt. And his father had a chance to tell him how proud he was of him. And um, I think, you know, many years later, you know, he passed away, but he had that opportunity hmm. to, to have that conversation. And it was like, I'm like, are you kidding me? We're having this kind of a story on a podcast it was first of all it was brave of him to share that but it was also so powerful and it's like stories like that that i remember still to this day thanks to him sharing that so
1: that's really cool yep we like inspiring people on this show
0: yes yes inspiring people um you know i think it was also before your time but there was the marketunist he is he write does cartoons around marketing and he re- he was talking about how he was in this like ho hum job, a big like kind of like a big agency kind of thing. And eventually, he was looking at everyone around him, doing these stupid meetings and like talking about nothing. And he started sketching some cartoons and drawing. And eventually, now he does it full time. I've seen him on TED Talks now, Tom Fishburn. That's um, awesome. He's just crushing it out. So.
1: <laughs> With cartoons, awesome, awesome, great yeah. medium. Like so yeah. unique. No one, pe- not many people, do stuff like that.
0: I wish they did though, right? I mean, yeah. people, I think people are too serious sometimes and they think that, they forget that we're all human. And I think I'd rather read the comic section of the newspaper than, you know.
1: Everything else that's going stopped. wrong with the world? Yeah,
0: everything else. <laughs> You're right, every, <laughs> every other page.
1: We want to laugh a little more than we want to cry and, and despair. So yeah. keep it up with the marketoonists.
0: <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, I like
1: these cartoons.
0: Um, oh, one other one, because I know we could talk forever on this. And Oh, yeah. Uh, but Asia Matos, highly recommend checking her out. Uh, she is a hustler, I think down in Alabama. Uh, found her own company, Demand Maven, another maven. And um, she, she shared something of how she actually got 2x percent, like a double increase in conversion rates um, by doing something very simple. I'll leave that for the show. Show number fourteen. But what I loved about her was her energy and personality. And she shared how she took a comedy class. There was a local comedian, a female comedian, who wanted to inspire more women to get into comedy, and she was doing a comedy class for women. So they talked about different styles of jokes and different. I'm like, oh, what? And she mentioned a, a type of a joke. I'm like, oh, what's that joke? And she. Like give him a demonstration of wow. what it was and it's hilarious wow. and it's like, there was like a weekly class um, for maybe a couple like two months and at the end they had to do a stand-up routine in front of like real oh. people and, wow. and she actually crushed it and she talked about one of the things that they work on is thinking in the moment like sometimes when we get on interview like this or on stage you kind of go into presentation mode and you're not really looking at the audience or stopping to think about what's going on because you're like kind of like in deer in headlights do the presentation but it was all about getting comfortable in that spotlight and understanding it and controlling it it was just like it was a master class for sure
1: wow that's fantastic yeah. I should sign up for one of those
0: <laughs> seriously let me know when you do like I'll wear I'll wear a wig I was like oh just like comedy for women can I can I sneak in like <laughs> let me in um like yeah it sounds so cool the different kinds of jokes and once you understand the different formats of them, I mean, it's really a science, but you can you can create your own, you know? Yeah,
1: that's really cool.
0: Yeah, Aja Matos, you know. what number is that one? She was early, early on. Show number 14, yeah. Lots of great stuff in there. And obviously, you know, we can keep going here. Oh, but, I know. You know. Lots of amazing stuff in 2018.
1: Well, can you believe, um, Casey, that you're already up to your 58th episode?
0: Is that what we're up to?
1: Yeah. Fifty-eight of them. I think that's pretty impressive.
0: So Karen still is this fifty-eight like right this now? Be fifty-eight. Yeah. Nice.
1: Yeah.
0: Eight in one year. Yep. Yeah. You know, I think what I have liked about it is that we really thought about the different months and, and the different themes of each month, and so it kind of had a, a fe- like a, a feel to it, or it had a consistency where like this month we're talking about social, or this month we're going to talk about data or whatever the topic was i know sometimes it sort of blurred a little bit here and there based on schedules but i love that there was an order and we were being intentional about what we're trying to learn and you know you and i learning and then hopefully everyone else listening was learning too but eh, who cares as long as we learn something like that's what we're doing we're doing this so that we can learn the idea is if we can learn something hopefully everyone else can too um but you're right yeah 58 yeah we should pat ourselves on the back here i know high five So that's wow. 2018. I mean, you know, you're yeah, thinking back, we, we could probably do like a review like this almost every other month, you know, because it's like there's so many shows. Yeah. I, I, just, I could talk for days about each one of them. They're uh, well, so they're great rich in
1: information, they're so rich in content. Yeah, you really could. You could talk forever.
0: <laughs> yeah, I could. Could you?
1: <laughs> I could try. <laughs>
0: you could try? Okay, cool. Well, some, we like have to be there, you know, here, here's some water. Keep talking. So, we could probably do this, you know, chat every month or so about what we've learned because there's so many takeaways from each episode.
1: Yeah. Oh my gosh. The show notes, whenever I do the show notes, it's like a page long of stuff.
0: That's something I don't think people necessarily, if they're listening, take advantage of I and mean, we probably should shout out to them that you know go to hardcore marketing.com core like marine core not the earth core and or just google it <laughs> you can't amazon it yet uh just google it and there's there's notes for every show so if you're curious what was talked about that's the place to go and yeah. then you learn all sorts of things we also and have we a have mailing things. list you can sign up to go ahead
1: yeah yeah, we have links to all of the guests, you know, all of their all right. social platforms, if you want to follow them or like them or comment on their stuff, um, all of that's there, links to their websites if you want to learn more information. So the show notes are great.
0: Yeah, yeah show notes, huge. So, okay, so 2018 was freaking awesome. So now it's this 2019, it's like a nine, uh, it's an odd number. But it's special because it's right before 2020, which is like super cliche, like, oh, 2020 vision, 2020 everything. 2020 is a cool number. So this is like the, the year leading up to that. So what are you thinking? What Where are we going? Where's this thing going next year?
1: Whew. I mean, I think we're just, we're flying through it. We're flying with it. I mean, you, you um, had some, we got some CMOs lined up. We want some, um, a lot of information on, on that kind of stuff. We want to chat with some highly experienced marketers and get their gist on, on things going on. Um, we wanna chat with them about their stories. I think uh, some of it we wanted to go into a lot of uh, how they got to where they're at and kind of start like a motivational building kind of thing, like a coaching yeah. or, or some form of that kind of stuff or inspiration.
0: Totally. I think I think talking to marketing leaders is, is for sure the way to go. I mean, we've got, and we'll continue to get these experts with their books. I mean, when you publish a whole book on a particular topic like content, or conversion testing like there's so much to learn from that I love distilling that down so we'll keep doing that but I love the idea of talking to marketing leaders and talking about how they got there you know like what is important for marketing success and you know I know my own story and we all have our own stories but like hearing the collective stories of all these marketing leaders of what they did especially in the b2b realm what did you do did you start out as a marketing coordinator like me or what did you do did you just buy a company and like, I don't know, like whatever that story is, we, it'd be cool to find that out and and then kind of compile all that to some career advice might be it, but for sure, you know, insights from CMOs on how to be a CMO, how to get there. And then what do you do when you're there? How to earn a seat at the table, all those kind of topics.
1: Yeah, I think that that would be great. I mean, we talked a lot about earlier about how we like the backstories, and I think that if we can find leaders, marketing leaders and marketing influencers whose backstories really inspire and motivate, um, we can help provide that to all of our listeners, to everyone who's listening, and, and if they're searching, if they're new in the field, and maybe they're not really sure um, if it's for them or something, and it, it helps them really discover what their passion is. Yeah. I mean, I think that these these leaders are great sources for that information, and, and they would probably be more than happy to share their yeah. experiences with our listeners too. Totally. Because um, they're so energetic and they're excited about what they do, and most of them love it. Like it's their passion. So those are the people that we we would love to have on and really push that, so um, we can inspire, motivate, and help people be the best marketers that they really can be.
0: Yeah. So true. No, we'll have to avoid the boring CMOs because I'm sure they're out there. So don't <laughs> nominate your C- CMO if they're boring. Um, but do tweet <laughs> at us if you work with someone who's a kick-ass CMO, CMO of the century. We'd love to chat with them. Or if you are one, we'd love to chat with you. But we're going we're gonna to scope out your LinkedIn profile, just see how fun you are before we chat.
1: But <laughs> we I do some know. digging.
0: <laughs> Everyone's got a great story. Everybody you does. Um, you know, Sometimes it's not the surface story, so we've got to do a little digging to get underneath <laughs> there. And, find out but yeah so speaking of which i know you had some questions for me so i
1: did casey so you're always talking to everyone else and asking them about their stories asking them about where they started so i think it's only fair that we bring it up to our listeners to have them hear about your story like cool where did you start how did you get to where you're at i mean you're now the the ceo of cheshire impact you know a successful b2b marketing company and so just tell us a little bit about that i think that they would love to hear who you are
0: yeah that's a great question first of all i need more guests like you that ask me questions (laughs) Like, hey, you love to talk? Don't host a podcast. You're listening the whole time. But uh, it's fun. I get to learn a lot. But yeah, you know, it's it's like somebody asked me a question. But anyways, I'm glad you did. Um, you know, it, I'm just a longtime marketer. And it was probably nine years ago now, which makes me feel really old, that I bumped into marketing automation. And prior to that, I was the marketer doing activities. I was yeah, at a company where one time I remember the CEO saying, how many emails did we send Casey? because you know, I was like, that's what CEOs sound like. And, and I was like, oh, um, that's what I sound like as a marketing manager. Oh, we've sent about a million. And he's like, okay, <laughs> next month, send a million and a half. You know, like, but in, And I didn't know any better at the time, but now I'm like, dude, like another half a million emails of the same people is going to make them buy your, your technical IT thing? No, that's not what B2B is. And so I've experienced a lot of these crazy things, but when I got marketing automation and I got ROI, it shifted the whole game. Now I was responsible for results, not just activity, not just busy work. And I really was able to step up the game, use some of my creativity to do that. Um, And I'm so glad I found Pardot because, you know, no one's paying me to say this, but it is totally my favorite platform. Hmm. It's so easy to use. It's probably the worst platform for an agency because it's huh. so easy to use. So I didn't pick the one, like some of these other platforms, you pick them, you're probably doomed to having either an outside agency do it or some consultant or you know, like a really expensive person you hire in your company. But part of it, it's so cool because everyone can learn how to use it. So it really isn't driven by like, ooh, let's work with this and everyone will need to work with us. It's like, it's the right tool. And thankfully Salesforce in their wisdom bought that tool. If they had bought any other tool, Probably wouldn't be talking here today. Probably wouldn't have grown as fast as it did, but they bought the right one. So it's been a, a fun adventure. And we basically, I was a, an end customer who was just so happy to talk about it to other people. Yeah, I'd hop on reference calls like two or three times a day. No, no, not a day, a week. And hey, Parnat's amazing. This is what I did. This is what I did. And, and I wasn't selling anything. I was just sharing my, my passion. And people eventually said, that's really cool. Could you do that for us too? Like let's not reinvent the wheel here. Just do whatever you just did for us, and then that's where consulting came from. And so it was just loving, you know, passion for marketing automation is where that came from, and that's where Treasure Impact came from. So it's really cool, and now we're the top part out partner, which is crazy to hear because there's blue wolves out there and big companies and big agencies, and our, our small team. You know, I guess sometimes people say, "Hey, your, your company's small." I'm like, "Hey, who are you calling small?" You know, but, uh, but our team. <laughs> of people are awesome. They're all marketers. They're not like agency people. We have actually been there. We've done these things, and so when we train people or help them execute, it's not like, "Oh, well, what are you? What are you doing that for?" We know exactly what you're trying to get leads. Mm-hmm. Your CEO is asking you, "How many leads? How many emails did you send?" We know. We've been there. So, so how
1: long has Cheshire been around? If you don't mind, like tell our listeners, yeah, like how long you've been in the arena.
0: I like to think it's only a couple of years because we have this like startup feel, but I think it's, it's probably just turned almost turning five now. Wow. I think it's turning five, uh, maybe four and a half, five. I think so. Yeah, actually five. You know, and back, it was fun when you're like, oh, two years in we're startup, you know, like, Woo-hoo. <laughs> and you're like five, like are you, are you guys old, but no, it's just, it continues to work and continue to help more and more people. So we get, you know, cool clients with cool logos and. Um, but mostly, it's just. Yeah, I think we've helped over like two thousand two hundred and fifty-eight. I'm gonna. I made up the last number, but it's around there. Um, but Close it's, enough, right? First three digits are correct. It's like the Price is Right. Like, ah, do I win the car? No. Like, I the number. So. Yeah, but we've helped so many marketers out, and it's just been fun to do that. And, That's cool. Well, and you know not- what I love? Like you
1: talk a lot about it, about like Cheshire's um, passion, and you're you always talk about um, teaching people. That seems to be like what what drives you is you love Pardot, you love marketing, but you also love teaching, and you you thought you thread that into the fiber of your company. And I think that it comes, it comes across in, in the, you know, you want to do this podcast. Now you have this idea yeah. to, to run this podcast now to help educate people. And I mean, you're doing it. So very good.
0: Awesome. Thank <laughs> Applause you. Applause to you. Thank you. But thank you for the thank you that you're that's really, you know, it is about teaching. Um, like to say we have, we all have like the heart of a teacher where we're not, we're not asking you for money. I mean, we're just going to teach you. And if you want to learn more and buy stuff, cool. But if you just want to learn, as long as you use it. I think we've really transitioned as a company. Our why used to be teach a better way. And teaching's a part of it. But sometimes you can teach someone something and they don't do it. So we're really transitioning as a company from teach a better way to uh, make marketers heroes. And and that's because sometimes you don't have time. We could teach you all the things you need to do. You're like, yeah, that's exactly what I need to do. I just don't have time to do it. So now we're transitioning to, well, let us help you do it. So things that we can either do with you or for you, not just teach you. Of course, we'll teach you if you want to know. Um, but you're either going to bump into, I don't have the strategy, and I, but I can execute, or I have the strategy, but I don't have time to execute. So whichever one that is, it's like, got it. We're going to help you do this, not just stand back and teach, right? We don't want to be like the, the teachers and school being like, oh, teach, do this and all this. It's just like book work. No, no, no. We want to be, right. you know, sleeves rolled up in there with you helping you do it.
1: Working alongside, coming alongside, yeah. making you a more powerful marketer, a more powerful business person, right? Totally. I mean, that's your, your B2B. I mean, you're very strong in that field. So yeah, I mean, that's, that's cool. Did you always have a desire to run your own business? Or did you just kind of fall into it? Was it something that just kind of happened? I
0: think, I think, um, it, it's about Some people value. have this
1: dream ever since they're young, you know, they want yeah. to have their own business, but it sounds like you kind of just developed this passion. And then through this passion, you created something.
0: Yeah. Happened. I think it's more of a platform that developed, um, the passion is probably for creating value. So I remember, I mean, I always joke with guests, like, hey, when did you When you were 12, did you sell raspberries? And like I did. I remember my brother going in the field behind her house, these overgrown weeds and vines, but they were like raspberries. And so they were the gigantic, we called it the Hidden Valley because it was this valley of gigantic raspberries. We'd, we'd gather them all, put them in like little plastic Ziploc bags. We'd, put, we'd tape a little thing on it that said like a dollar. We'd walk around the neighborhood and be like, do you want some, you know, fresh raspberries picked like an hour ago? People are like, hell yeah, and they buy our raspberries. And so it's wow. things like that where I don't think it was like, ooh, let me make a raspberry company. It was just like, let me, let me see if I can create some value here that someone actually appreciates. And so later on, I, I did um, have created a couple of different kinds of companies. I did work as a marketing freelancer. I uh, actually created, created a comedy publishing company for a while. That was interesting wow Good a test. comedy
1: publishing tell us yeah. about that I'm just curious like
0: yeah go yeah back to
1: the comedy thing
0: right right well it was I couldn't do dramas like I don't don't have time for that <laughs> but it was um yeah you know I wrote a play I, when I got deployed to Iraq many moons ago I wrote a play in my off time and it was a comedy it was super silly and I thought well I could publish this and there's or I could try to publish this and get people to publish it. There's there's a couple of major players in that space, or eh, I could just publish it myself. What could be so hard? So you know, not really a business plan or anything. I just thought Cheshire Comedy Publishing, you know, CheshireComedy.com, and let's just see what happens. And so it was a great you know opportunity to learn, and we created a contest, the funniest play on earth, and and what we got, and it was like you know if you win that. Contest, you get a thousand dollars, and we'll publish you. Wow! Um, and so, we actually had hundreds of plays sent to us, like hundreds, and some were really good, and some were really, really bad. Right? <laughs> yeah. So, what I didn't realize was publishing is very much um, intensive on the front end, just getting things sorted and finding the diamonds in a rough, and then getting them all printed up and pretty. And then you got to market it. So I wanted to do the marketing part, but there was so much work at the beginning. And then you're, p- you're paying people to read bad plays, oh. right? To try to sort through them all. Um, but there were some great, funny plays in there. And it was, it was just a cool chance to experiment and try new things and create value in brands. And the colors were purple and orange. So Cheshire Impact is blue and orange. Oh. So it was, it Still have hey. the orange in there, but it was a little different, a little different. <laughs>
1: Cool. Well, that is fantastic. So, okay, you you've touched a little bit on you were in the Marine Corps, right? So that's yeah, big behind core. your 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 hardcore, you know, <laughs> hardcore marketing. So you go from this Marine to this this marketer, CEO, teacher, awesome podcast host, right. and now there's some some talk around town that there's a book being worked yes. on. Yes. Is that something you're in, you're working on now do you have like an totally. expected date to release it or what yeah, I keep
0: saying Q1 and if I keep saying it it'll happen um, <laughs> but we are just about done just a little bit more work and what we're doing is this book on how to maximize marketing automation and it's funny because the contract calls for 35,000 words and I think right now we're at 37,000 and we have wow. three three chapters that have to get added into that mix they're done but they need to get added in so it won't be a problem of not enough material. It'll be, okay, what story can stay? What story can go? Um, how Let's save this once and not three or four times. So it's been a crazy process. But a lot of it, you know, the juice from the squeeze here is like the different guests. I've learned from so many of them. And what, what's cool is we're actually citing on different topics. If we quote somebody or even if the topic on, let's say it's on, um, conversion sciences or landing pages. We're like, Hey, check out episode, whatever it is. Nice. Um, from, you know, Brian Massey, and here's a link, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Wow. That is cool. So you're using, so this book is going to include a lot of the sources and material that you've received from this podcast show.
0: Totally. Totally. Very
1: cool. Well, our listeners have probably loved that. (laughs) All of these guests that they've heard as they come along, you know, all throughout the year, they're going to get to, to learn your spin on it, your um your knowledge is going to be intertwined with that and and that's yeah. really cool. I think that's Yeah. Awesome.
0: And, and even people that don't like the podcast might like the book because yeah. you know yeah. maybe audio is not your thing or the video um cool. Here it is in a written form, you know. And we're going to we're going to have to condense and squeeze and get really concise <laughs> to fit 35,000 words instead of wow. probably 42. So we have to <laughs> really squeeze it in there but it's awesome and it's all about the the 10 steps you need to take to maximize marketing automation and it's awesome And we're gonna we're gonna give it a give it away give it to people and book tours and just all over the planet to help people and it's like you don't need to go buy this book here i'm gonna give you a copy of it you know like here like just do it you know actually you know take advantage of it if you need help call me
1: nice wow that is so cool Good for you, Casey. I love it.
0: Thanks. Keep it moving.
1: You're keeping things running.
0: Thanks for asking. (laughs) appreciate it. Now, all these questions, it's my turn to say, Liz Costa, who are you?
1: Oh, wow. Okay, here we go.
0: (laughs) Favorite part of the show.
1: Favorite part of the show. Now it's my turn. Yeah. (laughs) So, um... I was just, I'm from Nashua, Nashua, New Hampshire, same area that Cheshire is. So born and raised here. Um, I've always had a love of storytelling, of film especially. And I went Mm. to school for communication arts. I went to UNH for communication arts and just had a desire to get people's stories out. Or if they have stories to tell, find a way to help produce those, you know, get them Mm -hmm. out for people to hear and to share and be inspired by. So um, about... I don't know, a few months ago, um, I received a LinkedIn message from a man, Casey Cheshire, hey. asking me if I was interested in helping to produce a podcast. And um I was just, it was the perfect timing because right. I'd literally just been thinking to myself about a week earlier. I'm like, oh, maybe I should get into podcasts. Um, I tried video stuff. I do, I do some of that uh, um, work. I do... Um, um audio a little bit of that too I'm in some of the graphic arts so I do some of that as well but I've always loved the concept of storytelling so this opportunity came to do this podcast and I was like you know what let me give this a shot I think this is the perfect opportunity for me so I agreed to join and now I've been here helping you get people on and I've learned so much about lining you know guests up scheduling planning all of that and and um so again, yeah, my love is just of story, storytelling. I've loved movies all my life. Mm. Um,
0: favorites? What are your favorites?
1: Oh, some of my favorites are classics like Citizen Kane. You ever seen Citizen Kane? Is that Rosebud? Yes, it is. But the story is just so fantastic. It's so masterfully True. done. Um, so that's one of my favorites. Black I love it. and white, I think, too. It is. Yep. Yeah. Um, that was, oh, yeah. Orson Welles. Yeah. A great filmmaker. Oh my gosh. Like he has, he has some of the, um, some of the early techniques that a lot of filmmakers later on started to utilize him and, um, Alfred Hitchcock.
0: Okay. Yep. So
1: both the two of them were like, they tried things, they tried new things, new angles, new shots that inspire a lot more filmmakers coming up. And, um, people started to really explore the storytelling aspect of video. And um, so, yeah, Citizen Kane is one of my favorites. Um, I love It's a Wonderful Life.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I love great that movie. Too.
1: Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, which is also um, – it's Jimmy Stewart again. Oh. Um, so it's, it's a Wonderful Life.
0: Mr. Yeah. Smith Goes to Washington. I didn't know about that one.
1: It's a good one. Um, really good. It's like, it's black and white again, another classic, but it's about a a man who he's just a regular Joe. He's a Mr. Smith, you know, small town. He goes to uh, Washington to be a Senator, Washington, DC. And it's just, um, they, they show the things, the struggles that he goes through while being there and that he has his ideals. And, you know, he's like a small town man and he finds himself in these circles of politics and all of that. And it's just the clash of what we know as like, you know, the politics game and then this one average joe from america who just wants to do the right thing and um so it's it's a good story i want to get
0: and well because like that that kind of politics in washington kind of stresses me out you know i like to (laughs) i like to avoid politics because it's just like does does, you know is jimmy stewart you said yep does he survive does washington he does
1: does. um
0: so I might go watch that tonight. Cause that sounds like a cool, I'm a big fan of Jimmy Stewart. I'm a big fan.
1: Frank okay. Capra. It's a Frank Capra film. Okay. Yeah. And it's, it's a good one. It's kind of long, but it's, um, it's, he's just so sincere and it's just his struggle with, he's starting to understand some of the things that are going on there that you don't always know happen. And it's like the, the people pulling levers for other people in the lobbying and all of that. Mm. So, um, it doesn't go super in depth, but it's just, it's him running up against like the Washington machine.
0: Have you seen house of cards?
1: I have. Yes.
0: Does it, is it like the, is it like the modern?
1: It's not as suspenseful or dramatic as that.
0: Okay. <laughs> Think okay. of like,
1: it's a wonderful life version. Right.
0: Um, right. It's like sanitized. It's not
1: a, right.
0: like, like the, um, house of cards the very first episode like a dog gets shot in it <gasps> in like yeah. the first 30 seconds so i saw that i was like like screw this man I don't, I don't need this so i i turned off of it and then later on you keep hearing about it so i was like okay i'll give it a shot then i realized wow they like the acting is like scarily real and it's and it's probably more like that than we think so then i watched a lot of the seasons um but yeah yeah okay I've wondered so that too. the whole time watching it happened.
1: I'm like does this really happen like is this really what goes on you know I mean you don't like to think that but you yeah. wonder and they make you think about it and um you're hoping yeah, no,
0: it's seen- like middle ground hopefully it's not that bad but probably <laughs> I don't know
1: you hope yeah. <laughs> so yeah no that's that's one of my uh Mr. Smith goes to Washington is a good one you should check it out
0: have you have you um a big fan of uh like Sleepless in Seattle and the modern one is like You've Got Mail. Yeah. And You've yeah. Got Mail is based on this old movie called The Shop Around the Corner. Huh. Shop Around the Corner. Um. So, like, Tina and I were big fans of it. So, uh, of of You've Got Mail, right? Because it's like the quintessential, like, I'm the business guy. She reads books, you know, um, librarian. Um, perfect. It's like perfect. F-O-X, Joe Fox. So, um Um, but shop around the corner is this old black and white film with Jimmy Stewart in it. And what's interesting is like, talk about a, I mean, I, I took film studies class. That's a different story. Um, and I could have done a paper on like shop around the corner you've got mail because it borrows some things and it doesn't borrow some other things and I think you've got mail is the best version of it so it's actually a sequel that's better but it's really interesting if you watch that first one and you're a big fan of Jimmy Stewart it's like it works because it's just it's fun and it takes place in Turkey so all the actors and the names was like oh Mr. Hammersfield like oh welcome to the shop and they're at like a they're at like a little mace shop and You should check it out. Shop around the corner. Yeah, definitely. I'll add that to my Yeah.
1: Huh. Uh, Cool. And you can
0: compare that with You've Got Mail. um, Because what's crazy is there's actually a couple bits of dialogue throughout where they'll actually keep it and then... But the ending is weird. Um, It's not as good as the You've Got Mail. You've Got Mail. (laughs) It's like, I I wished it was you. I wanted it to be you. So bad. It's like, oh, beautiful movie. It's weird. They, They talk about like um saddle legs or something at the end of this chapter on the corner but it's like turkey and it's 50 years old so that was probably funny back then i don't know yeah Um, Ah. but yeah so okay so we kind of skipped over but like so you were always kind of into film and and is that what led you to go to school and study You probably wanted to just do film outright, and they're like, well, you can do communications as well. Well, yeah,
1: I mean, I I had a desire to do, I always liked learning about it, I was always interested in it. And then I was like, well, media is also kind of interesting too, you know, that concept of telling stories, you know, that uh, news, all of that. So I was kind of drawn to that, because there's really, in New Hampshire, there's not much of a film industry around here. You know, if I were to get a job around here, there's yeah. like not much. So I always had an idea of, Oh, what about web shows? You know, like people are oh, always yeah. doing web shows, YouTube, all kinds of stuff. So, um, but again, along the side of that, not a huge industry in this area for it. So I was like, if I want to utilize those skills, I've got to find something else to work with it. Um, so that's why I got some internships working with people doing web shows Mm -hmm. and they needed graphic arts on the side. So I started doing some of that as well. So I would do some video stuff when I had the opportunity to, and then I would also do some graphic design and they needed stuff for marketing materials and things like that. So that's kind of what got me into that kind of world is it sent me into the graphic design, um, visual arts kind of area. And, um, so I always thought the two of them really worked together you know you need visual arts photography videography and now today a lot of like web design and web development they're all kind of um getting they're all related to each other now I mean we've got multimedia everywhere you know we've got visuals online video is huge um and now uh, this world of podcasting yeah you know (laughs) so um yeah so I got into the graphic arts I got into some of that because there was just there was just more to do there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that led me into marketing where you do the content creation. You, you build, you either create digital content or, you, or you create print content. And I worked right. at a print shop for a while. I learned how to run the digital print printers. I learned how to huh. cut the material. I did business cards, brochures, all of oh, that. like
0: a, like a FedEx Kinko's kind of thing.
1: Kind of. Yeah. But it was just, just a small independent print shop in Hudson and, and I worked there for a little while and it was actually a really cool, um, experience because it it blended mm. production and design, which I just enjoyed. I liked seeing the project from start to completion,
0: yeah. and um,
1: so that again that pushed me more into the marketing world where you need like the the graphic design marketing materials, which led me to the job I'm I'm doing now, and um, then led me to podcasting and you yeah. and Cheshire. So it all kind of just like melds together where I get to do the visual production media role. Right so all while telling stories all while helping people tell their stories so yeah yeah i
0: I, I like that like you definitely you you do help people tell their stories and you help them make them real right like you help these things become real it could just be a thought or a recording somewhere and then you kind of like that print shop where you have the idea of a graphic and it becomes something physical you can hold on to whether it becomes physical or just out there in the ethos where people can click on it and watch it on YouTube. Like the fact that all these episodes are on YouTube, it's so cool, you right? know? So, yeah, that, right? that's definitely, I can see that being your thing where you, yeah, I mean, there's always, there's people that make it up, make it real, make it recur. And you need each one of those type of people in every organization and yeah. you definitely make your know, stories come real. It's really cool
1: yeah and i mean i'm very project oriented i'm very task oriented so hell yeah (laughs) when i start a project i want to see it through to completion you know so i i make sure that i get all the pieces lined up and i want it to be like the best i'm also a perfectionist
0: Mm. i
1: want it to be the best product that it can be and i want it to you know be completely perfect which isn't always possible but i can get as close as i can
0: close as possible uh, as close as
1: possible but you know i mean i've even enjoyed learning and and pushing more into um even the motion graphics world, that's even that adds. So you've got the graphics, you've got the media, you've got, um, you know, the digital photography, all of the design, and that just makes it all one. I mean, you talk about cartoons, but like animated cartoons, like that's a whole nother level of storytelling. And I don't know, I just, I'm fascinated by it. I'm kind of a nerd. You know, I I dabble in this, I dabble in that. Do you
0: draw? Do you draw? Have you done cartoons yourself? I have
1: not done cartoons myself. I tried when I was in high school. (laughs) I tried, (laughs) but um, I could probably do it if I practiced it a little more. But I, sometimes what I do is I'll take an opportunity, maybe five or 10 minutes, and just like practice drawing something. Oh yeah. Because visual art is, I've never really experienced that area, but I sure. found that it actually relaxes me. If I'm really huh. stressed out, I'll go like draw something. Right. And something simple, nothing complicated. And I'm like, well, I could use this as an opportunity to develop those skills and then to incorporate them into Media and design and all of that. So right. who knows? You may see something in the future pop up that I've started from a drawing to an animation.
0: Yeah, <laughs> no, that's so cool. I was gonna say, don't do it for work then, because it or or do do it for work. Yeah. But if it if it relaxes you, you know, it's like yeah, exactly. Get this, you know, Tom Fishburn. You should listen to his episode really, because you guys sound like kindred spirits. Because because <laughs> his hobby was the cartooning, and that became the job. And I asked, well, how do you keep it fun and not make it work? And he's got a whole process a creative process of doing story cards and ideas on cards and and every every day i think at a certain time he puts on the same music and huh. he but yeah you sound you sound very similar yeah. so um and it reminded me i used to draw this cartoon of a friend of mine named aaron white uh, he's a C- big cto founder now in the tech space he's an amazing guy uh super cool dude and like a brilliant like i'm smart here and he's way up here It's so a great guy but he was in junior high with me and i would draw him it was the great white hype his name is aaron white so the great white hype and i this particular cartoon i'd show him flying around different places so <laughs> that that was not ex, very good so I, that, that should of... stay a hobby yeah for sure
1: well do you have drawing skills do you draw at no. All or, no not at all no. you're a I'll writer think,
0: though i could i can draw aaron that's about it i can draw aaron doesn't even look like like aaron but it (laughs) looks like aaron um yeah that's about it but that so that's cool you so you've made these things come to life in different mediums and different styles and just drawing relaxes you i could see that being the case yeah yeah,
1: so I mean, I I love to explore. I love to learn,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I'm even noticing too. And I'm kind of one of those like jack of all trades people, <laughs> to yeah. admit it. But I have so many interests in everything that it's like I want to do it. I want to try that, or I want to try that. Um, and then even learning, you know, the hardcore marketing show, like the sure. stuff that you talk about, like the tech side of it, is actually very intriguing to me as well. Like, okay, so you have a plan and you have a strategy, and it's like, how do you set the pieces up to yeah. make it successful? And uh so I mean it I'm just a nerd, I love to learn. So
0: Yeah. Well, I mean nerds I mean, rule the world, right? So totally. that's the jokes on everyone else. Like <laughs> I didn't exactly like high school, but um yeah, hey, look at us now, right? Uh-huh. So having fun, you know, and I think that's the key too is just do what you enjoy. You know, if you have a passion for learning, you do passion for creating, you know, the yeah. art out of the story, making it real. Yeah, do it, you know, keep doing it. Do more of that, you know. And, more of your time spent doing that the better yeah so this has been cool where can people connect with you oh this wow is part of the show where we go how can people <laughs> reach you and follow up with you, well, you maybe, think maybe like, prepared
1: for this? <laughs>
0: twitter and no you're not prepared for this at all um but normally we have show notes i'll say you do an amazing job with those oh thank you so i'm not i'm not naturally brilliant i have show notes to, to to work off of but you know you know twitter maybe just throw out like some twitter handles yeah
1: so my Twitter's hey Liz A H E Y um, L I Z A Y E. That was actually inspired by you. Helped me come up with that. <laughs> it was boring before, but um, yeah. So you can check it out. Check me out there. Um, what was it multiple, before? It was just like E Liz M.
0: Three four yeah. four one two one two. Something
1: like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: A, Liz <laughs> so you added a little
1: spin to it, and I yeah. like. It, so we're sticking with it.
0: And your middle um, initial is A, is it right? It
1: is. Yeah, okay. my middle initial is that's A. So it just kind of like it makes it fun. Um, so like, yeah, that's Liz A,
0: name. and like Liz A.
1: Liz A, like hey, Liz A, like yeah.
0: yeah anyway, it works. <laughs> it I guess the more you explain it, the the yeah, but it works.
1: <laughs> um And then you can LinkedIn. I'm on LinkedIn, so you can just look me up. Um, on there, Elizabeth Costa, and yeah. uh, Facebook. I'm on Facebook. I'm not frequently. A don't freak- stalk
0: her on Facebook, people. Stick to LinkedIn. <laughs> Stick with LinkedIn. Yeah. Stick with Twitter. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like I love when people on like a Joe Rogan podcast are like, "Here's my email," and Joe's like, "Oh no, <laughs> <laughs> don't <laughs> do that." Do that. <laughs> like, it, like for this show, it's, it's a little safe, but um, but he's like, "Like, oh no, you didn't just do that." People are gonna email you just cause. um, but yeah, so. <laughs> and and you know what the show notes will have your twitter in it definitely your twitter and you're also really the power behind the hardcore marketing hc marketing show at on twitter as yep. well yeah so We've, for you know sh- show ideas and guests and sure. think, or if you want to be on the show like tweet us out there you know tweet
1: us out yeah we'll we'll definitely pay attention and um we we love we're looking for for people who are interested and excited you know who want to be a part of this
0: hell so, yeah yeah hell yeah exciting <laughs> hardcore content.
1: marketers out there you do need a book. We want you
0: we just want hardcore marketers that have passion for something we want to get on here and talk i'll be it so yep. hey i don't know if you looked at the clock but time Whew. warped through and here we thought we we're just going to talk for 30 minutes
1: we should have known better casey <laughs>
0: should have known better should have known better but this has been great thanks for doing this you yeah. survived how do you feel
1: I feel good. I feel good. It was fun. I had a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, right? Like just
1: chatting, talking about marketing, talking about life. Whatevs. Yeah. You know,
0: that's the secret to podcasts. It is actually really fun to do. And you learn stuff and you had a lot of fun. And it's like, wow, <laughs> this is really yeah. cool. Can I do this all day? <laughs> that's the goal. I'm enjoying this. Yeah, let's do more. Let's go five hours. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, thanks again for hopping on here. And I'm sure we're going to get hit, hit up on social and people are like, Uh, more Liz, less Casey. That's cool. That's, I'll go, I'll go on vacation. I'll go to New Zealand and visit Hobbits. Uh, But thanks again for being here. We'll have to chat more and uh, on to 2019. To
1: 2019. Here we go.
0: Here we go. Well, thanks everyone. This has been the Hardcore Marketing Show. Catch y'all next time.